Welcome to 30 Minutes with Nettie. My name is Nareda Fernandez, I go by Nettie, and I am your host. The mission of 30 Minutes with Nettie is to provide a platform to discuss and share personal stories to enhance our understanding and personal growth. The idea is simple. The more we share, the more we can learn from one another. Today is September 15th. Happy Thursday, happy mid-month, and happy birthday to an awesome human I have the pleasure of knowing. Happy birthday, Mari. Thank you guys so much for joining me today. I'm excited to share today's conversation. Joining me today is stand-up comedian, Giovanni Diaz. I really enjoyed listening to Giovanni's story, his upbringing, how he was able to start his career as a stand-up comedian, and the steps he makes to better his art. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. I drive a lot. So I'm a pretty shitty driver. Any, any bad shitty drivers in here? <laughs> One person. Okay, the guy likes sports. <laughs> Look, this is, I'm pretty shitty. Like the first time I took my driver's license test, I failed it. I don't know. Did you fail it? Yeah, look, maybe the same thing happened. Uh, I was going five over in the school zone. Yeah, the instructor, yeah, the instructor was like, hey, Giovanni, what are you doing speeding in the school zone? I told him, look, legally I can't be this close to the school zone. <laughs> to get out of here as soon as possible. It's like, yeah, I can slow down and get a good look, but I'm not trying to go to jail again. <laughs> So this dude failed me, he failed me. But looking back, maybe he failed me because of racism or sexism. Yeah, look, I'm not saying he was a sexist, maybe he failed me for all the sexist things I was yelling out <laughs> at the ATO senior girls. Well, too creepy again, okay. Let's lighten it up a little bit. Anybody here watch, uh, what is porn? Is that what it's called, anybody? <laughs> watch porn? Uh, has anybody ever watched porn with their girl? Has anybody done that? Okay, one guy on his phone. Look, uh, for, the, for the rest of you, you should try it out, uh, watching porn with your girl. It's pretty cool. What you do is you lay there on the bed, put the porn on, start touching yourself, uh, hope she doesn't wake up. Hi, Giovanni. Hi, how's everybody doing? So we're, we met through mutual friends back, we were trying to come up with how many years, I don't know, it's probably been 8 to 10 years. That sounds about right, 8 to 10 years. Yeah, and then we lost touch, and then I started seeing him on Facebook promoting um, his stand-up shows. So I invited him to come and share a little bit about his upbringing, um, how he got started with the comedy, and pretty much... Tell us about your, your story. Okay. Uh, upbringing, let's say I was born in Los Angeles, but then we moved here when I was six. My dad moved first for like a year and worked. Then he brought us over here. So okay. I lived, uh, I actually lived in Highwood for a little bit. Okay. Uh, I think we lived in a hotel for a week, I remember. Really? And then, yeah, and then we came up to Joaquin. Actually, Joaquin, before he moved up here, I went to Highwood schools up to fourth grade. Okay. But when I heard about Joaquin, Joaquin to me was like... When I came over here, it's not a big city, but I was like, Highwood is little. Okay, okay. So Joaquin was like this cool thing. And then when we finally were moving, I was excited about uh -huh. it. Yeah. Like my other friends were like, Joaquin, like they grew up, they didn't like, but I was like, it was hype because it was. A bigger city. Like even like Grand Avenue was like cool to me. Like look at all these streets. Because Highwood was like nothing. Okay, I was okay, like. Okay. So we moved. So and fourth grade to what? You were like eight, nine years old. Yeah. Fourth grade. The last week. A fourth grade, I lived in Waukegan, and I, I commuted to Highwood for the very my last week of fourth okay. grade, and then yeah, and then then I got yeah, I've been here ever since. So okay, cool. So then you, where did you go to college? Lake Forest, Lake Forest College. Yeah. That's a 
nice I, expensive school. I went to. I'm still paying student loans. One of one of them I don't pay. Okay. Whenever I get a letter that I don't I don't pay, but the other one I do because they started taking money on my check. And then oh, I so start, it wasn't a choice. But yeah, they took it on my check, but then I contacted them and now I pay it. Uh, oh, okay, okay, gotcha, gotcha. And but I did I did go to U of I for a week. Okay, and then let me. So, okay, you're in high school. You're a senior. Did you know what school did you start at UIC or? U of I. I was going to go Oops. to U of I. All U of I. All U of I. Okay. In Champaign. I was going to go to U of I. I went to orientation. Okay. I was there for a week. I was going to come back. Uh, but there was a girl that I liked who lived over here. And I, I went to go talk to my friend who worked at a bookstore. And then maybe not the best person to take advice from me. He's like, and I was like, I don't know what to do. You know, I'm going to U of I, but I don't know this girl. And he was like, do you love her, man? I was like, I think so. Didn't stay. And I listened to him. I didn't go to U of I. And then I went to like, I took that first semester off mm -hmm. because it was kind of hard to get into schools at COC at that point. And then, because he was like, yeah, just take it off. Like, you know, we've been going to school for so many years, you know, I'm, we all deserve a break. He never went back to school okay. ever. And then I was like, oh yeah, you're right. And then, but then I, I went to COC for a year and then I transferred to Lake Forest. Um, after hearing that it's about a girl and I, we had a previous talk prior to recording this, but it, it sounds like girls have a big, um, impact in the in your life decisions i think so i think so and we'll share more about it so okay so then you went to lake forest and what did you uh what program i started um you know when i started uh i did a dual major i started as a i think economics and philosophy or maybe i just did philosophy at first you know why i got into my my ethics teacher at, at clc okay uh, I took ethics. I had to take it. And I really, I was like, what is this? And it was kind of really interesting to me. And then I took another philosophy class and I was like, this is, it was cool. And then I think I wanted to, oh, you know, I wanted to be a lawyer. I forgot about that. Okay. <laughs> I forgot. I wanted to be a lawyer at the time. And then I remember talk, talking to my ethics teacher and then they said that philosophy majors tested the best in uh, for the LSAT, oh. you know, the lawyer test. And then I was like, okay. So I started doing philosophy and it was, it was a different, I never... Uh, had that type of thinking about like philosophy stuff because everything was very practical right and, and I, I was into it at first okay. but then it got a little bit too then i took an econ class and then i really liked that because it was kind of more practical it's like oh this is how at the like how people kind of act with each other like at the end of the day it's kind of like not supply and demand but kind of like it explained how people act with each other why people make decisions and i was like oh, and it was cool so i was doing both okay but then i dropped philosophy because it was it got a little bit too heady for me and and i was like i like econ better okay so then i, became, I finished with econ already already so um i know early in earlier podcasts i brought up the topic latinos in higher education mm -hmm. and just how around in my family and my um, yeah, pretty much my family and my group of friends. A lot of my Latina friends, women, mm -hmm. go to went to college and versus my Latino male friends. Do you also see that, or do you do? You... I'm the only person in my family. I think okay. there might be now. There's a younger generation that is going, but up to me, I was the only one that even went to college, male or female. Yeah. No, yeah, nobody went, and then. So then, what was what what was different with you? Uh, or did you have, did your parents push education? Like, I remember maybe being pushed a little bit for my mom, my dad, not so much like, but I don't know. I had this thing in my head where like you go to school. I don't know if I got it from TV, but it's like you go to school and you got to do good. I remember being like, I got to do good, good, get grades because then, you know, I think maybe starting junior high, I got to get good grades because then 
you you know, you, you get into a good college. So it was always kind of in my head. Okay. And I don't know where it came from. Natural. It seemed like because I don't remember like being pushed a little bit. Like my mom was strict when I was younger. Like I couldn't wear certain jeans because she thought I was gonna be in a gang. Like Jinkos, oh. I couldn't wear like Jews. She's like, no, you're gonna be in a gang, and it's like, oh, okay, okay. You can't just put them on. You just don't. <laughs> the jeans, like they gotta okay, let okay. you in. So you would um say your mom is the one that kind of pushed you. Yeah, she was she was pretty years. strict. You okay. know, my dad. He would come and be a disciplinarian, but my mom was kind of the strict one, so okay. she kind of kept me the straight and narrow. So I, I never got distracted by, like, side, you know, side stuff. It was so it was school and watching TV and things like that. Okay, okay. So then I start seeing on Facebook that you're promoting comedy shows. Yeah. So how did you, I mean, has this always been your dream since, you know? L- looking back, you know, probably somewhere in my 20s, like... You know, they crossed your mind. It started because it's like when you're when you're younger, you don't realize that's a, a career path or anything like yeah. that. You're just like you know, your parents is like doctor, lawyer, doctor, lawyer. There's no other yeah. jobs, and uh-huh. that's it. There's no other jobs that right. exist except for doctor, lawyer. Um, but I remember like being a little kid. I, I we got we had a black box, so we had a legal cable. Okay. And then I remember seeing, so we got Comedy Central and stuff. Okay. And I remember seeing it. I would see stand up, but I would watch it all the time. I didn't think it, I would watch it. So I was always into it, but then, you know, and I was always kind of goofy and joking around with my friends, and then mm-hmm. in my 20s, it's like, I, I wanted, I started wanting to do it, but it took me, like, five years. Like, there's a point where I was like, I want to do it, and then I would email myself these notes. So mm-hmm. I think I still have it in my email, like, okay, these are ideas, but it took me, like, three to four years to finally do do my first open mic and actually do it, but it... it my, yeah, it was there, it's like... Yeah, yeah, the idea, now that you're looking back, the idea was there. I mean, I... I wonder if it happens with people when you just, it, it crosses your mind, but you, you stop yourself. Like, ah, you know, no, no, you need to focus on this or, you know, you kind of like stop yourself before you even try it. Yeah, like you don't realize it exists. Like I think it happens in sports. Like what Tony Hawk did the 900 and before that, since nobody did it, people don't think they can do it. And then he does it. And then all these people do the 900. Yeah. Or like I don't know if you watch fighting, but uh, in MMA, Anderson Silva, he does this. He knocks this dude out with a front with a with a front kick, okay. and nobody does a front kick. And now all these people do it, and this other hook, and it happens in sports all the time. It's like, okay. I think it's you know, like you don't think it's an idea. Like if if you grew up in a family, your your dad did stand up, or your, they were act, it's like it's there. You think about, but it's like it didn't even exist to me. You know what I mean? Like right. you see it, but it's so. Uh, it's not even there, but once you people know, oh, there's a possibility. Then it's like people would do it, but if it's not, if you don't think it's there, then it, it's not even real to you, you know? Right, 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 right. Cool. So then, I mean, it took you four to five years to actually do it. So how did you just went to like an open mic type of deal? Yeah. So I started. Uh, I remember it took me two years of kind of looking at open mics. I knew that there's one at a place called Green, girl story, right? Greentown Tavern. Kind of. When I did my first one, it was it related to a girl, my okay. ex girlfriend. But I remember kind of researching. There's one here. There was one at Greetown Tavern, and I started looking at stuff. Okay. Um, and then I found these websites, like Batsilva, I forgot, that had open mics. And then I found another website that had list of open mics. It was, I think it was com- Chicago Comedy Scene or something. It's okay. still out there. And so I, I had these lists. So then I went to these open mics to the Laugh Factory. Okay. The Laugh Factory Hollow is very famous, and the guy owner opened up a, a one in Chicago. So And there's a place called Zany's in Chicago, which okay. is old school club. It's been there forever. So I went to the open mics and just watched so I went there purposely to watch. I just wanted to see it. Uh, and then I went to an open mic that was at a bar, a more local one that I was going to perform at. But the first week, I was like, I just want to watch and see 
see kind of how everything is. So I went. And then the next week I was going to go for real. Um, so I get to the mic. I get there a little bit late. I get there. I wasn't sure, like, where do you sign up or what's going on. And part of me, like, I didn't know, but maybe I didn't want to know because I was still kind of, like, nervous. And I was drinking in the car beforehand. I had some doers or something. And then I just had the PBRs and I kind of just drank. And I was watching a few people. And then... And then I was like, this sucks. I'm a loser. I didn't go up. I'm not going to go up. And then I left. And I, I, I was like depressed and I left. Yeah. And then I Googled a strip club. Okay. Yeah. And I started driving to a strip club. And then I remember as I was driving, I looked at the comments on Google Maps. He's like, oh, the guys are really good here. And I was like, fuck, I'm driving to a gay, gay strip club. <laughs> I was like, fuck. And then I went to like VIPs or something. I got about a $7 Miller High Life. I got like a lap dance. Nice. And then I, and then I went to McDonald's and then that was it. But then I think that next week I went up okay. to a place, a Packer bar in Chicago. Okay. It was called Three Dead Moose. It's just uh, and the guy, his name was David Drake. He was a host. My cousin came with me, my friend. Okay. Um, but I told him when I go up, I need you to leave the room. I just, I, I just didn't want. It was my first time. I already had enough jitters. Like I, I didn't want him. I don't want to. Uh, so the first time that you go, you already kind of had some jokes already. Yeah, in my in your mind. All or? you need is, I guess, all you really need is like four or five minutes. But in my head, or maybe I heard on a podcast, like, oh, you want to start with ten? But I didn't, I didn't know the uh, format. Everything's five. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, I had these jokes I wrote, and then I kind of went over them and I rewrote them, and then I, you know, I had them. So yeah. I had my paper, my little set list of my, my jokes I wanted yeah. to do. So I went up there, and then I did it, and then you know, some of them got some laughs, and some of them got you know, and it was. And Awkward I, silence. Some silence, some laughs, but I listened to it. It was like it was okay. But if you listen to my my performance, I just kind of speed through it. Oh, okay, okay. And it's like I still have recorded every once in a while. I'll, I'll listen to it, okay. and then but it, yeah, it was not to my standards. It's like man, this is it's hard to listen to some of the old ones. It's like they're pretty bad. It's like oh. Oh, wow. I know the feeling. Trust me. I mean, I I actually pulled the book out of Amazon right now because I think we're like at the worst or not the worst but we critique our work so much more because it's ours i hate everything i do artistically <laughs> at the end. and every time I, I mean i wrote this book when i was 22 so i swear it was passion that wrote mm -hmm. it because now i go back and every time i would read it i didn't have the funds to get an editor like a mm -hmm. real professional editor i mean i would send it to five of my five of my most educated friends mm -hmm. and like you know please like edit it the grammar and stuff like that mm -hmm. Every time I read the book, I would find, like, grammar mistakes that would just make me, like, oh, I just wanted to hide. Yeah. Especially when I went out, you know, I wrote the book, and then I went to get my uh, bachelor's in communication. Mm -hmm. So, especially in college, I just felt like I just wanted to hide. I didn't feel as confident as, you know, when I first released it or whatever. So, I totally... Yeah, oh, man, I just I, the skin, like, I feel, yeah. Uh, like, yeah. The first one I could listen to all the way since I was my first one, some of the other ones I listened to, and it's like... I had to listen to one because I, I, I keep note of everything I do. Okay. Every set I ever done, it's like annotated. And I think okay. I use Evernote. Okay. I, I think. I do use Evernote. Why did I say I think? That's, I that was weird. Uh, but I use it, and then I, I was going through. It's like, this one was blank. And I was like, so I go back to the recording I had, and I was like, let me listen to it so I could put what I did there. And then yeah, it, it was tough to yeah. it was tough to hear. But um, yeah. I'm jotting some notes. Mm -hmm. at the end how it took you four or five years to actually do it yeah and then you you analyze or what is it you analyze i i hate everything artistically i hate everything i do you critique yourself so, after every performance yeah i i always listen to it and then i don't i'm never happy i mean but that's which that's is good and learning. bad yeah i mean you're i'm i mean you're i'm an amateur 
I'm like three years. I'm about to in September 9th. I'll be it'll be my three year anniversary of my first Mike I ever did. You gonna celebrate? No, I don't. I'm not a celebrator. I'm not like. I barely tell people about my birthday. Like people found out on my birthday and they got me something, but I, usually, I don't like. Uh, I don't know. I'm not a celebrator. Like it, I don't like it to be about me. Like oh look, it's my birthday. I'm just not. I've never been that type. And then if it's my I, my last two anniversaries of comedy, nobody. Nobody knows it was my anniversary. Right. Were yet. you doing stand-up that night? Most likely, yeah. Yeah. So, um, share a little bit about that story, the girl story. I know you told me mm. uh, how you really first did it. Yeah, this dog. is what happened. My my uh my girlfriend broke up. Well, we broke up. Okay. And then my dog died. Well, my dog died and we broke up. Like, it was the last year of a relationship, basically. And then it was um, I you know I've been planning to do stand-up, and I remember one time I was watching a movie, uh. It was called Sleepwalk With Me. It's about this guy who wanted to do stand-up. Okay. And he was with a girl, and they were going to be engaged, but he didn't really want to be with her. But he, she was a nice girl, but he wasn't ready and wanted to do stand-up. And then I remember I was watching a movie with her, and I was like, oh, my gosh, she knows. This is what I'm thinking. Like this, I was freaking out. And then I look over there. She's just watching the movie, enjoying herself. It's not even in her head. And I was like, oh, what? And then I think... Uh, wow, you're like... Yeah, I'm like, and I look... And I Living like, your life through yeah, the movie? I was like, oh, my God, she knows. And I, oh, no, she's... She just watches the movie. She's not. It's like, so then my dog, my dog died. He got hit by a car, and it was pretty traumatic how it happened. Okay. Um, so then, in front of you? No, I was actually at a funeral. Oh man. Okay. I was at my friend's grandpa's wake. No, at the funeral. It was okay. after the funeral, and we we're actually having the like the breakfast, the lunch afterwards. Mm-hmm. And she calls me, and she's like, "Charlie just got hit by a dog," and I was like, "Oh fuck, Wait. I gotta go." And I tell him, "It's like, look, I gotta go." So we, I go over there. We take him to the vet. There's air in his lungs. They take it out, uh, and they're like, "Okay, he can stay here, or you go. Just make sure, like, you know, these are the how you want to watch him. If this happens, let us know." I was like, "All right, cool, cool. We'll, we'll take him home because this place was pretty high charging compared to other vets." Uh-huh. Uh, so then, what happened? Oh yeah, yeah. So then, I, I you know I caddy. I've caddied for a bunch of years at a golf course, and I had to go to work the next day. So I'm at home, and she calls me. And it's like he doesn't want to sit down. And I was like, "All right." Let me go over there. So I go over there and I'm with the dog and he doesn't want to sit down. He just keeps pacing and it's like, let's call the vet. We call the vet. Uh, they're like, just bring him over here. So we take him to the vet's office. And but as he's walking into the vet, like we're at, at the plaza, he like kind of falls. Mm-hmm. So when they go and they grab him. They're there for a few minutes. They're like, oh, we gave him. Seat. You know, we did we could, but he's he's gone. And then I like I was I went to the bathroom. I was bawling. And then and then I was like, by the way, that'll be two hundred dollars. I was like, oh, okay. And but I was like, oh yeah, it's. That's great. That's that's awesome. Uh, so then I uh, I remember I was like, or I was like, so whatever, we'll pay for that. It's like you know we can keep them for a hundred bucks. We'll dispose of them for two hundred. We could do this, and I was like, or you could take them. I was like, give my dog, and I was like, get, get in the car. So we go. I was like, we're going to Walmart right now. We drove to the twenty four hour Walmart in Waukegan, bought some shovels and some ponchos because it was raining, and I was like, we're gonna bury them in the backyard. It was like a pretty dramatic scene here. You just painted a picture. Yeah. Yeah, it was raining. Was I got ponchos. Night? That this is that night. So we're at the Walmart like at two, and we, we buy these shovels. We go back to her place, uh, and then I fall asleep for like three hours. It, I was I was dead tired. But then when I wake up, it stopped raining, so we didn't need the ponchos. And then it took me about five hours or four because I I read you want to go at least four feet. Like within two feet, you have scavengers that come and could take the body, and I, I didn't want that, so I just. Was out there for hours and it was a really good workout actually. Yeah. Like after that, after my my friends like, hey, if you want to, I'll dig a hole first. <laughs> it it was it was a really good. Wait, hour. so then, oh. 
how did that come into? How does oh. this connect to you doing your first? So reel? this dog died, right? And honestly, before that dog died, I've never had anybody close to me ever die. You know what I mean? Okay. Maybe a year later, my great grandma died, and this was like your first emotional. I've I've never I've yeah I've never seen death of any of any kind you know like it it was a it was the first time because nobody close to me has ever ever passed away Uh, so then I was like and you know I carried this dog this dog was like you know this dead you know I this handled this dead body and I was just seeing it and whatever and then it was like um, and then after that week me and me and we basically broke up we kind of didn't communicate with each other like I saw her the next day and I went to work and then after that. That week, we kind of just stopped talking. It was like... You told me it was a dog that kind of kept you guys Yeah, together. it was really the dog that kept us together. And after that, it was like, I didn't text her. She didn't text me. And then that was it. Okay. I probably didn't see her for at least four months or something. Uh, but then, but seeing that dog, and I was like, man, you know, it's like, fuck, you can go anytime. And, it, and it's like, I got to do this now. So then I went to those few mics and then did my stupid, you know, drive to a gay strip club. Then I... Then that next week I did the mic, and then ever since that I never stopped. You know, I go at least three times a week, or at least twice a week, or something like yeah, that. Yeah, and I, I mean, I noticed on, I see on Facebook, you're how many shows are you doing now? Like, if it's not a show, it's an open mic. Okay. Three nights a week, I'm out doing stand up somewhere, an open mic and show. Now, you know, maybe a few times a month I'll do an actual show. Show I get booked on more shows, but okay. And you've also created shows, right? Like yeah. You've made it possible. Like I know we have. The Two legit show produced, yeah, and actually, I probably I got contacted with this, so I might be doing one the 29th. I'm just confirming it, so okay. I pro- I produced that show, um, but yeah, and then I helped my friend in Gray's Lake produce his shows. I help out a little bit, okay, um, but yeah. But, so you went from just going and being a, a stand up or signing up to mm-hmm. now producing, which I do a little bit. Okay. I'll do a little bit, but I, I really don't like producing. It helps, but because it. You Look, more just going and being a, I, I work full time, so I have so much. When I get off of work, I'll hit a mic, I'll go review my stuff, I'll go over it, I'll try to write a little bit, or if I don't do a mic, I'll go write, but I only have so many hours to do it, yeah. so producing takes a lot of my time. So at the end of the day, I just want, I'm trying to get better as a stand-up. So I'll produce that show, and then after that, I'll see, but it takes a lot of time to, to produce. Yeah. you got to get the comics and promotion. I don't have time for that. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about your, I mean, I have seen you once, right? I, yeah, I believe, yeah, you saw me once. So, but, I mean, for people who are listening, what are your jokes about? What do you focus on? At, at first, it was kind of anything. Like, you're just, I don't know, you're just, you don't know what to do. You think something's funny. And maybe at first, a lot of time, everybody starts are a little bit dirtier or nastier because you, uh, okay. you just kind of gravitate towards that. And then, I've always kind of been that way anyway. So, okay. even now where I'm tamed down, it's still, sometimes, oh, it depends. I'll push my limits, but anything, like... But maybe, I think a few months ago, I was like, I have all these notes of all these things, and I got to a point where I was like, you know what, if it's, if I don't think it's funny right away, or if it's something I don't want to talk about, it's like, I'm not doing it. So, because you get to the point, it's like, why am I going to spend this time and energy on this joke or something? It's something I don't want to talk about. So, it's like, mm, okay. so slowly, I'm working things out. Uh, about my life. Oh, about your life. But not really, not really. It, I'm slowly kind of getting there because the thing, I I've been going to mics in Chicago where you get four minutes. You know what okay. I mean? So, at least my style, it's not. I'm not really a storyteller, and I'm I don't get the opportunity to work it out. So there's stuff that I might talk about, but basically I have four minutes. So, you know, in stand up, basically, like you'll say something funny, uh, and then people laugh, but then it kind of resets, and it's like, well, okay, what, what do you got? You know, okay. what I mean? you can't. It's like you know. 
so I'm kind of not trained, but I'm kind of like, you know, I'm kind of a joke, right? I write jokes that hit and some things might be a longer, but I kind of have a thing where it's like, I got to keep it funny. It's like, so I don't so, have stories really yet. So there's story. Okay. So do you hit like, um, political, I don't know, politics? Do you hit- not at all. I don't, I politics. No, I don't talk about to- politics at all. I have a few jokes where I might reference something political, but right, right. I, I don't know. So I it's just, kind of a broad, like you just joke up. You, you create jokes about like anything like maybe I started to um, recently there's some jokes with my sister I barely started talking about my dad there's a few dad jokes I have okay. my dad my sister uh, maybe my mom but that that just kind of started you know what I mean okay, like okay. So th- you're starting a little bit to open up more about your personal life this dude came up to me at a mic in Milwaukee he's like he's like Giovanni like he's like cut these jagging off jokes or whatever cut this bullshit out he was like like, you, your dad got to pour it out. Like, why don't you talk about that? Like, I didn't even know. And I've known you for like a year. And he's like, you're getting a good stage, you know, just. And I was like, he's, and I, at that time, it's like, you know, there's a bunch of stuff that I, I don't even kind of do that I got rid of. So, uh, okay. so now, because if I look, my friends are always telling me like, look, why don't you talk about yourself more? You have all these crazy stories and build all that. But it's, I think it's, it's hard for me to, the longer stuff, the stories, I got to make sure it's like. Gotcha. It's like fine. More time. I don't want to just go up there and be like and tell a story. You know what I mean? Because it's my time on stage is kind of it's precious to me. Like gotcha. at this time, so it's like I, I'll work that stuff out. Yeah. And then and then you know I'm not just gonna go up there because I see people up there who just go up there and kind of talk and it's like you're not funny or are you trying to be funny and it, it kind of it's like. Gotcha. Gotcha. So, um, hearing that a friend went up to you and like said maybe you should, you know, stick to these jokes. Is this do you have like a, a a community that you created would you say that you have a community that of um comedians that kind of help each other out i i work uh i mean i have my friends oh you were telling me about how you have conference calls with your friends. with my friends you know honestly i have comedian friends and i talk to here more and now i have a few more more in milwaukee or the suburbs okay. versus chicago like i know some people but i don't communicate the, okay. these people but every day i'm on the phone with my friends we're like on a conference call and I, I probably get a lot of that material from them because like, and I, there's certain jokes I'll test on them and I'll text them like, what about this? And then what I like, you know, guys are honest with each other, which I like, you know, we'll, you know, we'll rag on each other. Uh, and it kind of keeps us straight because yeah, it's, women are honest as well it's <laughs> not as, no, look, I was telling, I was telling, I was telling my friend, like they have a friend who I'm pretty sure is a virgin, right? And she's like, is this a woman or a yeah, woman? she's like 28 or 30. I don't know how Why she Why do you think, assume she's a virgin? No, I think she is. I think she is. Like, she's never had a boyfriend. She's never a girl. She's, I think she's a virgin from like, is she a virgin? She's been with a dude or a chick or anybody. And it's like, so the, the consensus is a virgin. I was telling her, look, you guys never bring any of this up to her. If this was a group of guy friends, she'd be like, "Oh, that's that's Shelly the Virgin," and and we we yeah. tell her her face and like, look, she'll we'll be in our conversation. It's like, okay, oh, that's because you're a virgin. Shut up or something like that. But that doesn't like, and it's like you know, you guys could probably have helped her out six years ago, but like we we ragging it, guys. We you know we're pretty blunt about. I guess everything. it depends on the that group of friends or whatever. Cause trust me, my group of girlfriends like we. It's good to keep each other. each other honest. Yeah, we roast on each other, like, which is important all day. You know what I mean? That's good. I like you know if it's but anyway, more. So going back to the conference call, mm-hmm. I thought that was, I thought this was pretty cool, and like I, you know, that you have a conference, daily conference, three, three conference calls, basically three conference calls a day on the way to work. Okay. On the way to work, on my lunch break, uh-huh. and after work, 
probably most of after work. And you said a group of five, right? Five of you? Up to five, yeah. Up to five. Up to five of us, yeah. And so you work your material with them, and then you're... the material not so much, but we're like we're talking about things and things. And, it gets your mind flowing. And yeah, and then it's yeah, like make a joke about this. yeah, and then I'll maybe I'll make a joke and I'll say something and I'll write it down. Or if I'm driving, I'm like, hey, text me that, or okay. or like, what about this joke? And I have a few friends. I have one friend that always he comes to a lot of my mics, um, and then my friend in Texas, I send him certain audio or certain things. I'll send him because okay. I know he's not going to see me for a while. So I'll send him certain records, like, uh, and then he'll give me like critiques and things like that. Okay. Uh, but with comics, my other comic friends, I don't know, maybe not so much. Okay, okay. Is there a lot of like cattiness? Yeah. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. oh. these are emotional people, you know what I mean? These are yeah. troubled souls, you know. Like <laughs> you, 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 you don't develop a sense of humor by everything going good in life. You know what I mean? Like some usually most of these people, there's something happened when a lot of these people that you know either. You grow up and you use comedy as a defense mechanism for whatever reasons or, you know, or your yeah. childhood, like, you know, usually the best artists aren't like, oh, everything went perfect, you know. Right, 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 right. Yeah, you're kind of boring. It is an art. It's, yeah. You know, it's an art and I'm happy that you get, you did call it an artist and you are an artist um, because it is. And kind of wrapping it up a little bit, mm-hmm. um, some main points that I picked up from your story, which I think is so important for other people who are trying to make take that step whether it's comedy or whether it's they want to write a book or they want to whatever goal I don't know what you know whatever goal that they want to um, pursue um, one of them was that it took you four to five years to actually do it I think that's very important because I for me as well it took me a whole year before I actually wrote the first line of my book you know um, the idea was there but it took me I don't know fear or I also felt like like a loser, you know, when I, I wouldn't be able to, to do it. You gotta just, you just gotta do it. You gotta, whatever you're going to do, you just yeah. gotta. And sometimes, I mean, you, it took your, your dog's um, death, unfortunately for you to snap, like, okay, we're not here for forever. You, 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 you can procrastinate forever, but then the day, like, I, I think I was at a sales job and then I was there, like, thinking about a call before you call, a, you know, a cold call to a customer. And you can think it's like, okay, research, okay, this company. But at the end of the day, you just got to make that, you got to make that call. You got to just dial. Oh, you got to okay, do, okay. yeah, you got to you gotta dial out. You got to get on stage. You're never going to be ready, like, 100%. Yeah. And you just got to do, well, I don't know, it was Woody Allen. He's like 90% of something is just being there. I'm, I'm butchering the quote. Yeah, yeah. But you, at the end of the day, you just got to do it. Like my friend, he worked at a bank for how many years? He started in side jobs. He quit. Now he's on business. Now he's making a bunch of money. But at the end of the day, you just got to take that step and do it. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, another main point that I, um, the, the fact that you analyze your own self every show, you critique your own self, and then you also send your, your work mm-hmm. for others to critique. And I think that's very important too because we learn a lot. And we continue learning from critiquing our own self. Yeah. You know? I You see a lot where people are like, when somebody thinks they're, you know, they're, they're like, they're the shit, a lot of times they're not. Because it's like, I, I tell my friends, look, I don't, I don't know, I I don't know a lot, I don't know this, or I do know that, but at the end of the day, I don't, I don't know everything. And it's like, but when you, you can't, you don't want to be blind. Right, and right. be you like, want to be open to. You want to be self-aware of like, and, and you know, yeah, accentuate the good a little bit, but I'm, I'm always, I've been the type for, maybe I'm a little bit too tough for myself, but I, you know, it's like, you're not going to get better if you learn from your mistakes. Exactly. In any, any, in anything. Yeah. 
Very cool, Giovanni. Thank you so much. I have two questions that mm-hmm. I ask everyone. Okay. One is, well, how do people get a hold of you, by the way? Okay. So on Facebook, you either go to facebook.com slash Lobo9110, L-O-B-O. 9110 and that's Lobo 9110 is my Twitter my Instagram I'm sure I have other social media and I, I will post the link so that okay you. and the name if you google me it's, it's J-H-O-V-A-N-Y Javani yeah Javani Javani but J-H-O-V-A-N-Y so that's okay yeah and I'll make sure that I'll link um, I'll put all your you know ways for if anyone wants to get a hold of you anyone mm-hmm. wants to book you mm-hmm. um, my two questions that we're mm-hmm. gonna kind of end this podcast is one goal that you're currently working on and if there is a film a book or an artist song that you want to just share that you feel like people need to know about okay let me i'll talk about the goal first so it'll give me time to think about the other one uh there's a sharpie pen i want to buy okay but the i don't even like that pen this pen i have now i really like this pen and the sharpie i don't even want but when i saw that pen it was like, I can't, I saw it, it was like five bucks, but I was like, I'm not going to buy this pen until I get, I do a gig at a club and it's a paid gig. Now I've been paid. My first goal was to be paid, but I haven't been paid at an actual comedy club. I've done a show at a club, but I haven't been paid. So that's gotcha. kind of my next goal. But, mm. and then let's see, what was that second question about um, inspired? A book, a film, or an artist or song that you recently discovered or from you, before but you, know, you just want to share it so someone check there's it out. it's worth checking out there's a documentary uh it's called comedian actually i watched it before comedian? i yeah when I, my first either year or before i started it's with jerry seinfeld um okay. and then it's another guy he was going back into comedy and this other guy was uh he was just starting um but it, it was basically i would watch it like just every day so basically it just shows uh it kind of shows you know, this guy, he was he was rich. He made these shows. By that day, you, you kind of go back to stand-up. Because it's not like you can do whatever you want there. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like I, I wouldn't want to get famous and be on a TV show. I wouldn't want to make movies. It's like I don't want – I want to – that's what I like doing, you know. Because right. there's nobody to tell you what to do. You know, gotcha. it's your own thing. Gotcha. And it's yeah. – and yeah. It focuses on one comedian or, or two. a bunch? Oh, two. two. So okay. Jerry made millions, but now he's going back into stand-up, and he's getting rid of all his material, and he's starting from new. And then there's this up-and-coming inspirational guy. Not inspirational, but he's an up-and-coming guy who's like, and they're talking to each other, and then that. Yeah, yeah. so that's, I like I like that Very one. Very cool. So comedian, and we can find that like on Netflix or something? Probably. Sorry, I'm like. I don't really? even know. <laughs> I found like some weird YouTube one that was like in French okay. subtitles, but I'm sure it's out hey, now. Documentary comedian. Yeah. Google it, people. Google it. Cool. Thank you so much. Jamal. All right. Thank you for having me on. A big thank you to Giovanni for sharing his story with us. I will link his Facebook page for you to check out one of his shows. If you check his page, you will see that Giovanni puts in work. He does a couple of shows a night in different venues. And since I recorded this in May, I have been out to another one of his shows. And trust me, it's worth checking out. Giovanni, I wish you lots of success. You already are successful for doing what you want to do and following your your career goals. A big, big thank you to you. Thank you for tuning in. Your support means a lot. Please help me spread the word and go on the iTunes podcast app and subscribe. Look for me under 30 Minutes with Nettie. 
all my social media, Nettie's World, and my email, Nettie's Podcast at Gmail, if you want to get a hold of me. Everyone, I hope you guys have a good day, a good weekend. I will talk to you guys soon. Bye. Oh